on this episode of Ritfenrek Music Tech Ryan and Alex compare the albums you probably have already heard. They also talk about art and money. All now on Ritfenrek Music Tech. I do remember dum, one dum, thing. Dum, dum, dum. It's like, hours and hours and hours. And by the time I was done with it, I'm so far gone. I didn't remember what I saw. I carry with me for days and days and days and days. Playing Original rock ball rendition of Discipline. It looks like a rent or Indiscipline. Music talk. Throwback. Um, that's a fact. Some would say that we are in full effect. Some would. Some may not. I, I think that we are in full effect. But then you know... Get that crazy um, well, actually, so we decided to do something a little bit different to today. Um, usually, you know, we review our albums, make snarky comments, and the snarky comments are still plenty abounded this time. However, we decided to uh, do sort of a little bit of a competition between two albums, kind of deciding whether which one's the better buy. Two albums, sorry, that we're going to be talking about today. Um, came out earlier this summer, so you may have already bought them, burnt them, or dumped them. And uh, they are Kanye West's, Kanye West's Yeezus, inspired by his child, Northwest, and a Samsung Galaxy S3 phone app called Magna Carta Holy Grail, inspired by Blue Ivy Carter, by a man named Jay-Z, because his name is all caps now. So. Hove. Hove. But... Um, actually, before we started, I, you know, we never talked about the news, and I read an article the other day, and I, Ryan, I was curious what your opinion is on it. <laughs> I thought it was a very well written article. Um, you have no idea what it's a bit more editing, um, but all the words are pretty much in a row, so that's, uh, that's pretty good enough for me. Well, so the... <laughs> Well, so the article was talking about, there was a guy, he went to an Umphreys McGee concert, 
No. He did. Wow. He what, did. A, what a story. Yeah, he did. But Umphreys has a new service. If you go to their concerts, instead of sitting next to people screaming the lyrics or talking about the last football game, for 50 bucks plus a $500 depo- security deposit, you can get noise-canceling headphones that tune directly into the soundboard. So you would then be basically drowning out all the noise around you and tune direct, uh, peaked right into or plugged in right into the soundboard mix that the guy who's mix, who's live mixing it is hearing. Alex, Alex, Alex. They stole that idea from the movie Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> well, the guy from apparently the guy from Umphreys developed this because he's like. This would be a cool idea. Alex, they really stole that idea from the movie Josie and the Pussycats. Is that really from Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, you don't remember that movie? No, I never saw it. That was such an underappreciated movie. So, at the end of the movie, there's like a concert, but you can only hear it if you buy the super special headphones. But the bad guys are going to be using the headphones to put in like advertisements where they become, people become drones, they buy whatever they want. Well, this wasn't so much emphasizing the drones part, but it was talking about the idea that then you don't have to listen to people screaming and whooping and hollering and annoying you, but you can instead um, enjoy the pure soundboard mix without any reverberations or anything to that extent. The guy reviewing it said he will, anytime it's an option at a concert, he will only be using it because he had such a positive experience with it. The guy that invented it? No, the guy who was reviewing it. Oh. I mean, well, yeah, so that's kind of why I brought it up is, you know, I thought about it and in one regard I kind of agree with him. It'd be nice to have the high quality sound instead of, like, especially if you've ever been to the Congress in Chicago, that venue has is notorious for everything sounding terrible. And it has since been shut down, so it doesn't matter Congress anymore. got shut down? Yeah, man. When? Uh, a couple months ago. Weird. Well, it was a terrible venue. Yay! No more no more of that. Um, but, so if you're at a bad venue that has that's really wasn't designed for a concert, um, you, know, you can put these headphones on, you don't have to hear everyone hooping and hollering, or listen to bad reverb, and, you can, and they cancel everything outside, but you can, you can adjust the volume so you also don't go completely deaf. Hmm. But at the same time, it kind of, I think, takes away from the experience that you're totally shut out from everyone else. Also, the fact that it's a $500 security deposit. Well, that's because those headphones are so expensive. Well, I, I get that. I mean, they literally have pillows on each ear. That's how they do it. They just give you, eye, or what are they called? Earbuds? Earbuds. Apple? <laughs> and a couple <laughs> pillows, and they duct tape it to your head. Well, the guy was saying that like he could like walk to the bathroom, he could walk away, and he'd still hurt a. It only he said it cut out once when he went inside a porta potty. So, wow! If you had the money and if you went to a concert that had that feature, would you use? Hell no! Well, no. If it was no, no. Even if it was like here's some free headphones, you can get the most out of the concert. No, I don't want to listen to the band. I mean, I'm at the concert for the, for the ladies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I don't know. It seems like something foolish and would defeat the entire purpose of going to the concert. Well, that's, that was my thing. Is Yeah, as annoying as it is listening to the guy scream Freebird and Slayer and 
Um, and all the banter. Oh and, my god. And just like, yeah, man, I, we went to the, the Blackhawks game last night and I, I threw up on my girlfriend's shoes. Best time of my life. Best time of my life. Give it up, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, so you would drown that out, but it's almost like that's part of the experience to have to deal with that shit. Also, I can't imagine too many big name concerts, or I mean, I couldn't imagine too many smaller concerts would be utilizing it. Like, you couldn't go to see the main squeeze, and they, the main squeeze wouldn't be offering special squeeze phones. They should. That are colored <laughs> like oranges. I, I would buy those for, like, <laughs> main squeeze themed. But, like, Umphreys McGee, I mean, they're not even... Sorry, guys, but Umphreys McGee kind of sucks. I'm not a big fan of jam bands with their jamminess of, like, 12 members in it, where they just kind of hang out for four hours. It's not my cup of tea. No. Especially when they charge $500 to listen to their shitty music in the porta potty. An additional. Well, that was the thing too is. So imagine if you go to one of these con- a, a bigger concerts, so what? 60, 70 bucks, probably for a ticket. After Ticketmaster and Live Nation take your wallet and roofie it, and you wake up the next morning with your wallet, your wallet wakes the next morning going, like, what happened? Then you have to spend almost an extra fifty do- an extra fifty bucks for the special headphones. Then you have to hope no jack off steals them or pours beer on them or punches you in the side of the headphone which would be a legitimate concern right i mean i imagine if you're the kind of person who would wear these you would not be in the the center of the concert you'd be off to the side or in the back maybe enjoy in the parking lot <laughs> enjoying a macchiato <laughs> or something so like i don't know it's i don't know but that's, I was curious, because this guy, I mean, again, the guy who wrote the article is from the Tribune, and you could tell from his photo he was an older gentleman who might appreciate not having his ears raped by stupid teenagers. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it detracts from the concert experience to pull yourself that far out of it. It's like those VIP booths at Lollapalooza you can spend $200 to sit in for 10 minutes. Well, don't they have something like that at, uh, not Burning Man, maybe at Burning Man, like other festivals where... It's like a rave, like a dance party, but it's only, like, you have to wear headphones. Like, it's a completely silent dance party. That's so weird. It is. I would do that, but all the headphones would be playing different music, so everyone would be dancing to different beats. Oh, yeah, like an iPod party. Yeah. Which are... I've never been to an iPod party, but I think it would be the dumbest thing in the world. If you would like to attend Riffin' Rock's very first iPod party, write to us at I don't like socializing at riffinrock.com. Let's talk about uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail first. All right, the tamer of the two. The definite tamer of the two by Jay-Z. And I believe both Yeezus and Magna Carta Holy Grail are the first albums these two guys have done since their collaboration, Watch the Tyrone. Tyrone, which came out, what, 2011? Or 12, something or 12. like that. I think at least 11. Every copy of it, every physical copy was literally made out of 14 karat gold. It was amazing. That's been a big financial loss. Uh, no, because they make, well, as Jay-Z says in Magna Carta Holy Grail, he's got billions. 
And then trillions. Oh, also he has trillions. <laughs> this was a... <laughs> um, I, I don't know, Ryan, what did you think of Magna, Magna Carta Holy Grail? Overall? Or, in, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it started off on a really, really strong, strong song. Holy Grail. Which Justin is Timberlake. easy, because, I mean... What, in like the Middle Ages or whatever, the legend of King Arthur is in for the Holy Grail. It takes them forever. They don't really find it. But Jay-Z starts off with it, so he gets that out of the way. He's like, here it is. Hey, guys, I found it. It's behind the couch. What's next? Picasso? In, okay. In my billions. Um, oh, but it starts off with uh, Justin Timberlake soothing our souls and, and really, really making us feel sad for some reason. And then, and then the beat drops, and I believe Timbaland uh, produced this song. Uh, he was one of the three producers. The Dream produced it, Timbaland produced it, and Jerome Harmon produced it. Oh yes, Jerome Harmon of the Harmon Carden line. Um, no, I'm just making that up. You want to know how many people wrote this song? Oh, J-Rock. Yeah. You want to know how many people wrote this song? Uh, Justin Timberlake, Sean Carter, Tyrius the Dream Na- Nash, uh, Timothy Mosley, Jerome Harmon, Ernest Wilson, Kurt Cobain, Dave Grohl, and Chris Novoselic all wrote. Whoa. Apparently, <laughs> those last three were, were, are the members of Nirvana. And why, Ryan, are the members of Nirvana in the credits for this song? Because during the uh, the bridge of the song, they <laughs> Justin Timberlake and Hova himself start singing along to... Uh, what is it? The smells like Teen, yeah, smells like teen Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> they the, just the, break the out into the chorus of Smelling like Teen Spirit for I don't know what reason. But the crazy thing is that it works. It does. It sounds amazing. And you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck just happened? I've never, well, I have, but um, it's been a while since I've listened to some, that song. It'd be some, equally something so stupid yet works so well that I love it. Such as the random introduction of Smells Like Teen Spirit in the middle of the song for no good reason. <laughs> they just cut into it like Jay, uh, Justin Timberlake just yeah let's let's do this this sounds good and Jay-Z is at that point in his career is like fuck it whatever. I'll Come just on. make another two million dollars. Or two billion dollars. <laughs> or two trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah that sounds more accurate. Pinky to the mouth. <laughs> Dr. Evil style. Then very high energy track breaks down into the sort of slower, heavier Picasso Baby, which Jay Z performed for eight hours straight one day at the Louvre. Oh yeah, with that other lady, the performance artist lady. Uh, lady what's her name? And and uh, Kovic. Hang on, I'll find out what her name is. Um, she recently did a project with Lady Gaga. The um, Ford? No. Uh, what was her name? See, verse 3 for more. Okay, verse 3. <laughs> what was her name? Like, Anna Kovich? Yeah, that's it. Um, but this lady... Look more into her. We'll put, I'll put up a link uh, to that, uh, that movie she did with Lady Gaga. Or just like... Trying through art, trying to find like the, the soul of humanity. What, what makes us who we really are. Or makes us crazy um i believe she did this one thing it was also in the loop i believe but there was just she was just sitting on a chair for i believe like 40 hours or something crazy seven days maybe um and uh she stayed 
sleep awake the entire time, at least during the hour, working hours of the loop or whatever museum. And then across from her was another chair, and people would just come in and sit across from her, and she would just stare at them. Wow. And like she would like break down and cry, and she would like it was kind of attractive. I want to meet this lady. Yeah. I want to take her out on a date to um, Buffalo Wild Wings, and we'll play some trivia, and I will win. Unless it's about art. Yeah, unless it's about art, then Jay-Z will win. And he'll just bust in the room and go, Picasso, baby! No, Jay-Z, that's... That's not who painted that. Haha, <laughs> look again. It's on the Mortal Lisa, he just takes Sharpie. Picasso, baby! <laughs> Alright, so in this song, Picasso, baby, he like name drops all of his favorite um, artists, like, uh, well, of course, Picasso, and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Rothko, we've got Jeff Koons. Uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat. He really just kind of goes down a list. He's like, these are my, this is my list of my favorite fucking artists. I love these people. And then the during the verse three, then he starts talking about uh, news publications. Like, I don't like CNN and Fox. I like Padera. He talks about having sex with a fox. Oh, I remember that line. Yeah, and then he, and then he kind of. That kind of gets really weird. <laughs> um, but the first two, uh, the verse is like, I'm so rich, I, I own all of this art, and you are jealous. I got the sexy version of Mona Lisa in my house. It was painted by Picasso, baby. Picasso, baby. Um, the album starts getting forgettable for a while, though. Oh my after that, god. Very quickly. <laughs> it plateaus after the what the second or third song. Tom Ford's pretty good. Um... Where he just talks about Tom Ford, who is the guy who makes his suits. Not Tom Haverford, which is who I thought it was about. It would have been a more interesting song. Recreation. Well, yeah, then you got Fuck Me, Fuck With Me, You Knew I Got It. Which is really just a Rick Ross song featuring Jay-Z. Right. It is boring, it is terrible, it is awful. Aside from the very beginning where they, um, they quote Pimp C. Who's talking about, like, uh, why rappers wear jewelry and all that. It's pretty interesting. You guys should listen to at least the first 20 seconds of the song. Maybe then, fast forward to where Jay-Z says, I'm in Rome, hail Caesar. Yeah, after that, just kind of skip to the next song. Which is, I think, maybe my... Uh, Oceans? Uh, featuring Frank Ocean. It's my favorite featuring person. <laughs> Although Beyonce was kind of good. Um, but Oceans. How do you feel about how do you feel about the song Oceans? Actually, wait, before we get too far out of ourselves, let's play a little clip of Picasso oh. Baby. Picasso Baby! It ain't hard to tell. I'm the new Jean Michel. Surrounded by wall halls, my whole team ball. Twin Bugatti's outside the art basel. I just want to live life colossal 
me and Castle, baby. Yeah. You know what it is. I like Jackson Pollock. He's got so many works of art hanging out in his car. Co- he's got a condo in his condo. I like Vorschach in Blatz. Castle, baby. I got a couple Legos hanging out. I don't know. Oceans was... I don't know. It was more or less just a Frank Ocean song. Anyway. Yeah. Well, my feeling was that Frank Ocean was doing his thing. It was really great. But it was kind of sad. It kind of sounded sad. Like, he didn't really want to sing the song. But then... Does he ever not sound then, sad? Well... Oh, he sounds kind of happy during a uh, some song. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's happy while he's eating cereal or something. I don't know. Um, but it just sounded like I read the lyrics and it just sounded like Jay Z's like I'm really fucking rich, but I'm sad because of slavery. Word. <laughs> Jay Z, what are you talking about? I want Frank Ocean on my record. And Frank Ocean said, okay, why not? Now, I wonder, um, after this, because uh, Beyonce met Death Grips, will Beyonce introduce Death Grips to Jay-Z and there'll be a Jay-Z Death Grips song? I have a feeling that Jay-Z introduced Beyonce to Death Grips. But Jay-Z wasn't in that photo. It was that guy from Twilight. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure he was like, hey, you guys, hey, I got four extra tickets to the Beyonce concert. Here you guys go. I can't be there because I got to go put up one of my new paintings. I'm a castle, baby! <laughs> in my yacht. <laughs> so go hang out with Beyonce. You'll have a great time. Put the yacht me. in my apartment. <laughs> Warren Buffett's coming over. He's going to clean my floors. <laughs> If there's one thing you learn from this album is Jay-Z is fucking rich. She is fucking rich. He is so rich that Samsung, the company, bought, what was it, a million copies of this album before it even came out. So it launched at fucking platinum. This shit was born platinum. It didn't launch platinum. It launched Picasso. It launched Picasso platinum. That's above platinum. Like, Warren Buffett bought a million copies himself after Jay-Z took him drape shopping. This, these drapes are made by Picasso. Or made of a Picasso. His cubist ears make great drapes. Ooh, fantastic drapes, y'all. Yeah, word. Uh, well, to go back, just to explain, um, there was a there were paparazzi photos of the members of Death Grips with that guy from Twilight. The Edward, one who, uh... Well, Edward and Cullen is... Oh, wait, what's his real name? I don't know idea. John... Leguizamo. Yeah, John Leguizamo. He kind of looks like him. And they were hanging out with Beyonce after the Beyonce concert. <laughs> they looked so drunk. They were stoned out of their minds <laughs> they were or something. So stoned. Beyonce was the worst of them all. She, she looked like kind of happy, and then Zach Hill and Steven Burnett from Death Grips just looked like, like, why are we here? <laughs> they were there to have a good time. This, this is artistic for us to be at the Beyonce concert. Even thugs cry. <laughs> yeah, and the, the middle gets kind of forgettable. Crown is okay. F-U-T-W is passable. Um, kind of like somewhere in America. It wasn't bad. It was like Jay-Z's like, oh man. Wait, hang on. Let me bring up some lyrics from A lot of this kind of felt like Jay-Z just kind of went, I, I'm going to put this album out. And it felt... A- it, it's not phoned in or bad. It's safe. It feels very safe. And there was... A- there is so many like big names that help make this album. This like, na- this album has about twelve thousand people Rick in the Rubin, credits. Rick Rubin, Rick Ross, uh, Frank Ocean, Pharrell, 
did a beat. Timbaland made like five beats for this guy. Adrian Young shows up for a song. Um, but the song, Somewhere in America, he says the line. Somewhere in America is all one word, by the way. Yeah. And it was produced by Hit Boy, Daryl Hay, DJ Camper, and Mike Dean. Written by S. Carter, Chauncey Hollis, Dar Hill, Camper Jr., and Michael Dean. I'm and baffled, Ryan. Why do you li- need four people to write a song? I don't know. I don't know. But it's literally one verse. Um, so I'll read the, the last third of the verse for you. <clears throat> and I'm going to use the N-word. Get over it. <clears throat> by the way... Fuck your math. You ain't gotta count it, my nigga. I can add one million, two million, three million, twenty million. Ah ah ah! Oh, I'm so good at math. My cr- my crash your internet, and I ain't even into that. When I was talking Instagram, last thing you wanted was your picture snapped. Fed's still lurking. They see I'm still putting work in, cause somewhere in America, Miley Cyrus is still twerking. Oh, I'm so good at math. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go put a bus in my yacht, which is in my apartment. Oh, which is in my grotto. And that's right. At the end, they're like twerk, twerk. She's the Miley Cyrus. What are you doing? You can't twerk. My favorite song was the pseudo-Caribbean dance party BBC. Oh, God. The one that sounds like a... It kind of it kind of sounded like a... Have you heard any of Snoop Lion's songs? No. <laughs> What's it like when it was actually Snoop Lion, not the Snoop like, dog before Lion? No, Snoop Lion. His Snoop. reggae album. I think Jay-Z's <laughs> name is J-Lion. Ooh, J-Lion, the hover. <laughs> um, look, all right. So this song is ridiculous. It's got everybody. JT shows back up. Nas is in it for a little bit. Uh, what else? This, who else raps in it? I don't know. It sounds like... Uh, it sounds like... It says Beyonce was in it. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Beyonce is in this song. Well, let's just play a clip for these people. This is BBC. sweats. <laughs> 88, I rock the mock neck. Counted it nine in my projects. Bucket hat, EPMD cassettes. Now smoking loud in a visa. Mix a deuce with the reefer. My whole life is leisure. Gangsta lean like the pizza. Eiffel Tower, a man's towel. The feds is perched like an owl. Real niggas all fill a hook. B-boy drug dealer look. Millionaire. B-boy drug dealer look. So I think it's interesting about that song uh, that <laughs> pretty much at the beginning Beyonce says <clears throat> my motherfucker is a billionaire motherfucker you heard that shit I said my motherfucker is a billionaire motherfucker yeah she did it's so poignant I had no idea that Jay-Z was a billionaire or a trillionaire depending on what point of the album you're asking I've really heard Beyonce swear before have you? No. Yeah, it's, no. that's rare. Something else is rare in this song. I think song. maybe once you become a billionaire, you can just say motherfucker or whatever you want. Oh, absolutely. Like, Bill Gates could have just been like, this is Windows motherfucker. Windows 8. <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker edition. <laughs> um, but another interesting thing about this song is that uh, Nas is in it. I'm not sure if you guys 
you listeners are up to date on your uh, hip hop beefs, but Jay Z and Nas had the dumbest, most pointless rap beef in the world. They're just like Jay Z. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of you. And then Jay Z's like Nas. You can suck a dick. And then they like made songs at each other. And then eventually they got so rich they didn't matter anymore. And so they they became best friends. Do you think they created the beef as just like a public image in order to sell more songs? So then when they became billionaires, they could high five at the end. Without a doubt. Um, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened with Tupac and Biggie. But they just kind of got out of hand because they were both walking down the street and fell onto some bullets. You know how it is. Um, but uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But as far as Nas slash Jay-Z songs, this is by far the worst. And the song Black Republican is the best. You're saying BBC is the worst? Yeah, well, Jay-Z slash Nas I, I thought the song was just very catchy and fun. Yeah, but it was like a party. It was like a party, but like you need to listen to their other songs. Okay, it's just like dark and awful, miserable. You feel like you're about to be blindfolded, brought down to a dungeon, and shot in the face. <laughs> and this is like, yeah, we're on the beach. We're on the beach, and Justin Timberlake's here. He took my mom away with a dick on his box. Or a box on his dick. And we all just entertain. Oh, that wasn't the right time <laughs> yeah, to read that. Yeah, another song. Wrong song. Um, then the album kind of slowly wraps up. La Familia's alright. Uh, Is that the one about his daughter? Oh, that was the one where he's like, Head or of the family! Oh. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Wait, is Jay-Z Blue the song right after BBC? Is that about his daughter? I think so. Her name is Blue. She's got the blues. Blue Ivy. Blue Moon. Speaking of blue, so I was thinking of uh, they. Oh, I forgot what song it is, but uh, this uh, a theme that Kanye also runs with. But um, oh shoot, what is it? Uh, they talk about Billie Holiday a lot, and this uh, that's that one song that she makes. Uh, what was it? Strange Fruit about like slaves or like people being yep. lynched. It's like that's one thing that they both. Discuss in depth. Actually, uh, Kanye samples it like a, a part of that song, which is kind of weird. Which we'll get to. We'll get to. Yeah. Maybe if you're lucky. Oh. If you pay $500 for a special <laughs> riff from Rock Music Dog headphones, slash mustard dispenser for your hot dogs. Oh, that'd be great. That would be great. Um, overall, uh, a very safe album, I would say, from Jay Z. De- some, some good singles. Some great, I think, some good stuff to download. Oh, yeah, Holy Grail, Picasso, baby. Oh, yeah. um, I would say Oceans, BBC. I know you don't like BBC. La Familia. Other than that, there's a lot of stuff in the middle. It's just kind well, of. It had some some lowdown gangsta shit too. I mean, like Rick Ross song. The Rick Ross song is terrible. Yeah, but I mean, it was there. Tom Ford. Tom I Ford's with Tom good. Ford. Yeah. yeah whatever. That Reinvent was. the Concord. Condo in my condo, baby. My motherfucker's a billionaire, motherfucker. <laughs> yep. In conclusion, Jay Z is rich, and you're not. He can also count up to twenty million, but not in a row. <laughs> he skips a few. <laughs> He's good at math, though.
worst shit. Uh, your best shit ain't better than my worst shit. Uh, the truth in my verses, verses. Your metaphors about what your net worth is. <laughs> well, would you recommend our listen listeners uh, throw some money down on Magna Carta Holy Grail? Um, full album, no, because there's just some stuff in there that's really uninteresting to me. That was just kind of fluff and just not that exciting compared to some of his other albums like his black album which listen to that thing all the way through you're gonna love it um go on itunes download five six tracks you kind of have the best of it the rest is kind of meh or if Um, you have a samsung galaxy just download it from the a special store what was it was it free i don't know because i didn't download it free then you can give to like two other people oh man i should I have a Samsung Galaxy right, right here. Did it's you really. know with the Samsung Galaxy, I can open up two different programs at once? Wow, with my Microsoft laptop computer, I can open up 50 at least. <laughs> also, with my mind, I can make up apps that will never exist in real life. Like one that gives you bacon. Yeah. Uh, it's called ODB. <laughs> On-demand <laughs> bacon. I was thinking old, old dirty bacon. <laughs> that too dirt but um but yeah album 60 minutes long could have probably been 45 minutes yeah what do you think um it was a little too long but i mean overall considering some of jay-z's other albums like uh, blueprint 2 and the blueprint 3 it is a pretty good album um i recommend people at least throw somebody down um for the album yeah Unless you already got it, then congratulations. You know exactly what we're talking about. Woo! And then it gets dark. Yeah, As so... the world of... Jesus. Magna Carta Holy Grail is like the Apollo to Kanye West's uh, Dionysus, which is just one big orgy of an album that is 40 minutes long, which I thought was... Pretty, pretty nice. It was, pretty, it was a nice length. <laughs> That's an important thing. Is it's a nice round even number. Uh, if you guys have been to your local music store, you might have seen it. It looks like the looks like a mixtape that somebody in a busy town would try to sell you like, on the sidewalk. It just looks like a mixtape with a piece of red duct tape to keep it to seal its freshness in. Um, on iTunes, it is literally just a picture of the album, like as the album got out their Kodachrome Kanye was really really pushed to have the clear album art through iTunes, but it just the technology wasn't there. He was kind of pissed. He is too prophetic in that, that sense. <laughs> I'm right in saying you 
are relatively familiar with Kanye's other work. I have listened to Kanye West in the past, yes. Well, I mean, like, his other albums and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever listened to anything else? I mean, like, I've heard it, but I've never listened to another Kanye West album all the way through. You've never listened to the college dropout? No. Oh, man, that is one of the best, the absolute best hip-hop albums that has ever been made ever. Right, so this is the first one I listened to all the way through. Oh, man. <laughs> and, um... You're not living... Well, well, why don't you, what did you think of Jesus? So, um, because this is, I'm guessing, is a pretty large departure from his normal shtick. Yes and no. Technically, every album has been a large departure from what he's been doing in the past, what, 10 years? Um, it all started with 808s and Heartbreak, where he just kind of got sad and started playing around with auto-tune. That was the one where he thought he could sing, right? That's the one where he, he thought he could sing, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is by far the most embarrassing Kanye album ever. And then after that, he made, what, uh, my Dark Twisted Fantasy, which won a Grammy, right? I don't know. Well, it, was, it won an award. And it made Robert um, Fripp quit music. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great album. It was really well put together. It had... Everybody in it, Tom, Tom, what was his name, Tommy Iommi, um, Elton John was in it, uh, everybody was I was in it, you know, I, I was, I snapped my fingers along in the record studio that I was in at, um, ever, um, but this album, he kind of went in a completely different direction, again, again, but he took along all of his famous friends. For instance, like what, the first two, three songs were produced by... Yeah, <laughs> we reviewed their album. What was their last episode? Right? A couple episodes, couple episodes ago. ago. We reviewed Random Access Memories. We gave it all sorts of thumbs up. And then... I feel like if you guys listened to the first three songs, you would have no idea what the fuck was going on if you had ever listened to Kanye or Daft Punk. You really wouldn't have guessed it. Blended in. They just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but the delivery, especially on the first album, which is On Sight, um, which kind of sounds like a Death Grips song, it was just raw and made you feel like you were being stabbed in like a weird alleyway in Czechoslovakia. Well, and I'm glad you brought up Death Grips because um, one comment I had written down as I was listening to it is that many of these tracks, especially the first three or so, definitely had the sound of he found out that there's underground hip-hop. Like, he went to a Death Grip show or he found out about Dalek or LP or Techno Animal. Um... Uh, any of these sort of more aggressive experimental hip-hop acts he went, oh no, I can do that and so he just tried to mimic it but it was then written by six other people who went, Kanye, no one's going to buy that then you need to make this modestly marketable and um, it's sort of a weird really mixed bag of sounds and styles and uh, it felt really all over the place I really like the line from the first song, uh, On Sight. <clears throat> There's a lot of great lines. No sports bra. Let's keep it bouncing. <laughs> I liked from that song, Gonna Get Shaken Like Parkinson's. That's also a good one. Um, but during the first, like, two or three seconds, it's um, so much like Death Grips. I was like, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes. 
Gossamery! Um, but like, it's just deep and raw. Like, um, you guys have heard of Lou Reed, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, Lou Reed wrote uh, an article about how much he loves Yeezus. And it is very evident. If you guys have ever heard any Velvet Underground or Lou Reed plus Metallica, it's metal, metal Machine Music, which is an album Lou Reed made, it is just a clusterfuck. And that's why I feel like Kanye was going for in the first couple of songs, because it's just like deep and dark and there's all sorts of stuff going on. But then... But so, hold on, does, he, does it work though? Does he succeed in producing deep, dark, gritty music compared to some of his peers. Like, if you were to compare Black Skinhead with, um, let's just say, Guillotine by Death Grips, which would, who did it better? At parts, I feel, although, I mean, you have to take it line by line with Kanye, because like, one line it could be like, yeah, this is, this really works. Then ten seconds later, it's like, no, he you pulls made you the, out of it because made, it's so stupid. Yeah, because he jerks, that's exactly what he does, he jerks you around, and then he takes out the auto-tune, and like, he sings with his real voice, which is unbearable, and I actually wrote a note. Um, he can't hit a note worth a damn. It's better than auto-tune, though, I guess. And then, what is it? It is literally two songs later, it's a, and I wrote down, auto-tune's not a bad touch. <laughs> it's better than him just singing, though, I guess. Like, Black Skinhead is more of a hip-hop song. It has him screaming on it. Um, had mentioning oh mentioning three hundred bitches were the Trojans. <laughs> yeah, that that happens. Um, <laughs> like he's taking the like he's constipated. <laughs> it doesn't feel super. Again, I've never listened to Kanye West, so you can tell me I'm really wrong. It almost doesn't feel genuine. Like he literally listened to some alternative stuff and went, "Oh, I can do that too." Remember, this is the same guy that recently sold hip hop T-shirts. That were white cotton tall tees for $120 each. And it sold out. He bought a 12 pack. Just sold the bitches. So yeah, he thinks they can do anything. Come on, homie, what happened? You niggas ain't breathing, you gasping. These niggas ain't ready for action. Ready, ready for action, action. And I'm zoning, I think I'm possessed. It's an omen, I keep it 300. Like the Romans, 300 bitches. Where the Trojans, baby, we living. In the moment, I've been a menace. For the longest, but I ain't finished. I'm devoted, and you know it, and you know it. So follow me, you could shit about the- As you were saying, this album shifts pretty radically again after the third or fourth track. Yeah, it gets... Well, that's because the production lineup radically changed. Like, it went to being... Uh, Oh shoot, I forgot. Goldstein? Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, I forgot what his what name he goes by. Um, West? Oh yeah, Kanye West. Dean? Kanye. Let's see. Uh, I am a god. I am a god. Wait, I think that one was produced by Daft Punk as well. That one was Daft Punk as well. Daft Punk. Shit. New Slaves? That was produced by Death. No, that's when it was no longer Death Punk. Oh yeah, with Frank Ocean. Is it really? New Slaves has Frank Ocean. Yeah, he sings. Uh, he sings at the end. And then I think they try to auto tune him, or Kanye's auto tune. It works at the end. And then they've got uh, then they've got the Hungarian guy that sings at the end because they sample the song throughout. Yeah. yeah. 
that was that was a nice touch. I didn't. I thought the song "New Slaves" was pretty, good. but then "Hold My Liquor," where he goes back to auto tune, is is that the one where the, like the last two minutes is just him auto tuning himself? All right, wait. I think we have to. I think we should pause and play a few seconds from pretty much one of the first three songs. Let's do like. I am a god. I am a god. And then let's play a little bit from a. Uh... I'm in it. Well, hold my liquor. That's got Bon Iver in it, or sorry, Boney Bear in it. <laughs> and I'm under the impression, and I am a staunch defender. I'm going to go to the White House and petition them that Kanye and that guy from Boney Bear should make a full-length album, like a duet, just like all the throne or watch the throne. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Did you not like hold the liquor? No. You didn't like it? Oh my god. Anytime is... Kanye tries to sing Little Baby Puppies Die. Oh man, I loved it. I love that song. Um But I just like Bonnie Van. But let's play a song let's play a sample of oops. <laughs> you tried to touch my non-touch screen computer and it confused him. Yeah, let's play a little bit of a I am a god and then a little bit of Hold My Liquor All so right. people can see the difference. Swift, and then you get to blood on the leaves, and it starts changing again. Is that the one where they sample? Yes. Yeah, they sample the Billy Holiday song. fruit. Well, actually, I believe it leaves. is. Oh no, it's Nina Simone's cover of a Billy Holiday song. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I wrote the, I wrote a note, and it says it's not a Kanye album until he samples Nina Simone. <laughs> Which, if you guys have ever heard any other albums that he's produced, like Commons uh, B or. Uh, Really anything he samples Nina Simone. I thought the song that song was all right. I I enjoyed it. Did you write down all the choice lines? <laughs> Most of them. <coughs> all right, here's one from uh, Hold the Liquor. It's called <clears throat> Pussy Had Me Floating. Feel like Deepak Chopra. Pussy Had Me Dead. Might call Tupac over. First off, I don't know how that flows, but he made it work. And then uh. Oh my god, I guess. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm sneezing. <coughs> I'm allergic to people that don't like Bon Iver. Um, I didn't say I just like Bon Iver. 
but there was what song was it's not blood on the leaves it was song number oh yeah the song i'm in it has this line had to stop at 7-eleven like i needed gas i'm lying i needed condoms don't look through the glass what <laughs> what kind of logic was he what was Did he also pick up the sweet and sour sauce for the Asian pussy? He did. He, he loves the sweet and sour t- sauce. Uh, there's another line from that same song. Um, it goes like this. <clears throat> uh, I know you need that reptile. Uh, she cut from a different textile. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Um, but in Blood on the Leaves, they, uh, who was, it was produced by... Wow, a whole bunch of people. Um, As with all these songs. But it had not only sampled Nina Simone, but it had 808 drums going on in the background. It had a piano. It had uh, trumpets and trombones going. It was powerful shit. And then the next song, it all kind of... Falls apart. Falls apart. With Kid Cudi. Although, I don't mind Kid Cudi when he sings. When he tries to rap about, like, smoking weed is kind of dumb. The thing that I've noticed with this record is um, there's a lot of attempts at sincerity, and I think with all like the goofy lyrics and stuff that Kanye West brings up, or the have my 300 bitches stuff, you have a hard time accepting him trying to be sincere and deep because he draws all those wacky analogies of him having orgies, and then he's like, well, I'm sad now. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he's been saying since day one that he's like, well, that he's super uh, self-conscious that he tries to act out so people don't notice or so people like him and so it's just gotten out of hand the last few years but people then don't tend to like him because he acts out yeah but then other than that he's like really self-conscious and like he he like he's i i like to think that he's uh, an introvert <laughs> that like he loves music he loves all sorts of different music that's why they sample that one hungarian song or they um, sampled Can a couple albums ago. Can, King Crimson, all sorts of obscure shit they like he pretty much picked. But like it just all got into his head and it's yeah. not really paying off for him. No. Until he released this song called Send It Up. This song was amazing. What what song number was it? That was number nine. Song number nine. I honestly had no opinion for this <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you really liked it i'm like which one was that it was the boring one was he trying to sing in this one too no 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 he uh it started off it, it was weird like kanye didn't get into it until pretty much the end of the song or like the middle hmm. but he has one verse in the entire song, and he says the line, <clears throat> On my bodyguard's back like Prince in the club. She say, can you get my friends in the club? I say, can you get my Benz in the club? If not, treat your friends like my Benz. Park the ass outside till the evening end. Yep. That was... <laughs> Where's my damn croissant? That was both brilliant and complete. Completely fucking insane. Birthday, they order champagne, but still look thirsty. Rock forever 21, but just turned 30. I know I got a bad reputation. Walk around, always mad reputation. 
Leave a pretty girl sad reputation Start a fight club, bad reputation I turned the nightclub bad at a basement I turned the plane around, your ass keep complaining But I mean, just that one I guess it was like three lines It was uh, It was good, but it was it, If it was in any other song It would have gone over pretty well But this song is just Pass Did they round up with uh, Bound? Two, which is the sequel to a 14-second-long sound clip that he put up on his website called Bound. Oh, okay. 14 seconds. I kind of enjoyed this one. Yeah, it, this it was, was great. A little. Uh, they're sampling something. I'm not totally sure what it is. Uh, hang on. Let me research a little but bit. But he kind of mutates it a little bit and twists it up. And, and Charlie Wilson's there. I like Charlie Wilson. I think he's the ugliest human being in the world. He's a stupid little pencil-thin mustache. But he's a really, really good uh, singer. Um, they, oh, they sample a bunch of songs. Um, according to rapgenius.com, they sample Brenda Lee's Sweet Nothings. I think that's uh, what I'm hearing mostly. Wee's Aeroplane, the reprise, and uh, Ponderosa Twin Plus One's song Bound. Oh. Which also Bound means, two. Yeah, which also ties together. What? I know, right? <laughs> Tying things together. It's like we're Nardwar over here. <laughs> so would you recommend Jesus for people who like Kanye um, and they like his music, I would recommend it. It is uh, the, mo- the most radical Kanye album I've ever heard. Whereas my Dark Twisted Fantasy is the I want to say the tamest. Um, no, no, I guess graduation. Be. All right, so he strays away from what who Kanye is the most. Um, but people that have never heard of Kanye and don't know what to expect, uh, I would recommend picking up. But listen to some of his other albums first, so you get a sense of. Or go on the YouTube and listen to a track or two first before you commit, because this is not. If you are a big Kanye fan, I'm having a hunch and you just bought this on the faith that you're gonna get more. No. If you're gonna get more like Gold Digger. Or power, you're gonna be like the first like 15 seconds of the first track. Are gonna it's make like you go, an ear. It's a fucking monster. Fuck. It just sounds like static feedback. <laughs> it is crazy. But I think I feel like people should go out and pick it up. It is a good album. I think I would agree. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of this album or certain tracks of this album. The thing that works for it is it's a mainstream hip-hop artist doing sort of underground hip-hop stuff. And if they're giving those sounds some exposure, I to me that sounds like there's some faith that then maybe some underground hip-hop artists will then get some more recognition that making beats out of really twisted sounds will maybe get some sort of attention. Because the stuff he's doing, especially like on those first three couple tracks, is not anything new by any means. You pick up an old Dalek album, they've been doing this for 10 years or so. I mean, Dalek literally is just like, they add a drum track to a bunch of static and nonsense and that was, those were their, and they'd rap over it. Or Death Grips, that's sort of a newer example where they're rapping over just chaotic sounds or black, blacky, all caps, all, all caps and spaces. Um, so it exists, but he does provide a little bit more of a pop sensibility to it. So if you're willing to take that plunge, and I think you should take that plunge, pick it up. But if you like something safe, 
or you want some more classic Kanye quote unquote like his radio hits, you're gonna be really unhappy with you're your purchase. Gonna, you're gonna hate yourself. So So stick with Dark Twisted Fan or my Dark Twisted Fantasy if you wanna stick with a cleaner, nicer Kanye. two albums here one that plays it safe and by the way jay-z is a billionaire in case you weren't aware um plays it safe couple get some good singles uh uh but nothing really earth shattering and then we have one that is n- fresh and daring albeit alienating and sometimes falls on its face pretty badly um so ryan which of th- if you were to have to buy either yeezus or Magna Carta Holy Grail which would your money go to? Bear in mind I don't think the vinyl Yeezus is going to come up anytime soon because I don't think they've invented clear paper that is a good point what um, would that packaging look like? Uh, <laughs> or they just put a giant picture of the CD on the record I think that's jacket. what they would do <laughs> um, I would actually I would go with Yeezus absolutely it because it's so unlike what has what he's done in the past. Whereas Jay Z, it's more of kind of more of the same. We're just bragging about how how rich he is. He is a billionaire, just so you know. There's a condo in his condo, and a yacht in the condo, in the condo, in the hole in the middle of the sea. But what you guys don't really understand is when he says condo in his condo, he's actually talking about an artist's work is in his condominium. The guy's last name is Kondo. He comes from the Contra. <laughs> and the Congo. Picasso, baby. Um, Which one would you pick, Alex? Well, here's the funny thing is, uh, neither. I would pick up LP and Killer Mike's Run the Jewels. <laughs> Here, what the fuck have we here? These motherfuckers all throwing no rolls. You guys with a bad dream, better not sleep. Take a nose, oh, do some blow. Oh shit, what the hell have we done? It's alive and it's hungry as fuck. Better hide all the sacks at the door, but it's out of my control. You were shit out of luck. I don't wanna be unfair, but the pair we got beat that weak shit. You got good spot with that new box. Who's right? Put the squad with our new one. I don't wanna sound unkind, but the sounds I make are the sounds of the hounds out of howling. Under your bed, I'm here growling. A far superior album by two up and comers that are that execute. That's not fair. You can't do that. You have to pick. <laughs> You have to pick. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We probably won't. I don't know if we'll get to that album ever, but if you've never heard it, the the group is called Run the Jewels. It's LP and Killer Mike, two fantastic hip hop artists from New York, and they released an album called Run the Jewels. It's free. Download it or give them some money for the deluxe CD. It is disgustingly good. Um, although they say the words "Run the Jewels" about ten thousand times in the album. Run the Jewels. Almost like that. Oh my god. That almost happens a couple times. Am I Killer Mike? Maybe. Then I would have to be LP. That's, that's alright. You will have sex with a stripper and do shrooms at the same time. There's a song about that. Oh, wow. But, in between these two... Um, me, personally, I would, pi- I would pick Yeezus for my personal listening pleasure. I would recommend my friends, though, Magna Carta Holy Grail, because I couldn't in good faith tell them to buy Yeezus, and then they'd come back and go, why the fuck did I just listen to a song that's how it's off as... 
And then the song that ends with two minutes of auto-tune. Right. And that, well, and that's the dichotomy of Jesus, is that it, it works on so many levels, and then it's totally accessible on some levels, and then some levels is completely inaccessible, overwrought, and really pleased with itself. Where Magna Carta is just that nice, happy medium where it's Jay-Z's like, I'm, I got billions, I can put out whatever I want, here's a pretty safe middle-of-the-road album. So we could do a Google Plus Hangout. We should. If you would like to have a Google Plus Hangout, if you would actually attend our Google Plus Hangout, let us know and we'll um, do that. Uh, I'll even make a Google Plus page for us. We kind of have one because we have a YouTube account so it connects the two. We have a Google Plus page, everybody. Guys, if you are familiar with Google Plus, um, which you should, because Google Plus is pretty sweet. Uh, we we were also working on our Friendster page. We'll be launching that soon. And MySpace is coming back. Yep. So yep, MySpace. Uh, keep an eye out on that. Yeah. Uh, didn't Ju- did Justin Timberlake buy MySpace, or did you just advertise for it? I don't know. I mean, you could buy. Jay Z could, because did you know he's a billionaire? He is. He can count almost all the way to a billion. <laughs> he's so good at math. <laughs> Between some of the choice lines in Yeezus and just and Jay Z being really fascinated with his money, he got some great material to work with. Oh, there was a line that I forgot to read um, from Yeezus. Uh, where is it? There's a bunch we probably didn't go over, and they stick out like really badly. So as you're listening, you will. Uh, Actually, there's so many I want to read. Um, <laughs> Alright, so this is from the song I Am a God featuring God. <clears throat> I'm in a French ass restaurant. Hurry up with my damn croissants. Uh, um, where else? Um, Alright, from song number seven. What was that? Blood on the Leaves. He says, She Instagrammed herself like hashtag bad bitch alert annotate. He Instagrammed his watch like hashtag mad rich alert. No, that does not rhyme. <laughs> yes, he talks about hashtagging and Instagrams. So did Jay-Z, though. Yeah, but he says, I'm not into that Instagram but shit. But he mentions Twitter, too. He's like, 140 characters on the streets. Oh, yeah, he's like, fuck Twitter. Y'all need to get some books. Anyway. I uh, got billions. Uh, anoth- I got a yacht in my books. <laughs> Another line from Blood on the Leaves is, Now you sit in courtside, wifey on the other side. Annotated... Wait, what the fuck? Oh, I messed this up. Oh, yeah, sitting on the other side. Gotta keep them separated. I call that apartheid. Whoops, I kind of copied and pasted the one before that into the middle of this one. Kanye may not have the exact definition of apartheid. And then finally... Why does this one have annotated in it as well? You really liked that The word annotate just shows up in all these things. Okay, here we go. This, this, that, what we do. Don't tell your mom shit. This, that, red cup, all on the lawn shit. Got a fresh cut straight out the salon, bitch. Wait, that's it? That's it. It doesn't make any sense. But when Kanye says it, it sounds pretty good. But when you read it out loud, word for word, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, God damn it, Kanye West. This, that, red cup shit. Um, I imagine oh. that's something related to partying. Or apartheid. Oh yeah, you make. Oh yeah, apartheid. Yeah, um, I found another one. This is the secret bonus line. Oh, oh. 
close your eyes and let the word paint a thousand pictures. One good girl is worth a thousand bitches. Jesus, out. <laughs>